Welcome, welcome, welcome to a wonderful episode of The Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Johnny Waters, and we have no emails this week, but we do have business. Uh, we, if you want to reach out to me at according to at accord to stupid at gmail.com, according to stupid at gmail.com, and accord at accord to stupid on the Twitter. Um, yeah, no emails so far this week. Um, I'm going to count that as a victory, but also we just came off a nice weekend, and I hope you all had a good time. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the the week that uh, I'll probably be only uploading this one, and then uh, you guys won't hear from me for about a week, depending on how the rest of this particular week goes, because, well, I took uh, Monday off, and then uh, Friday's going to be the day I take off again, because I'm going to sit around my house and try to gain some weight by sitting around and drinking beer and watching t- uh, movies and stuff, because... Da-da-da-da, it's my birthday on that 11th of September. What a great day. Hmm, fuck. Um, so yeah, man, let's, uh, let's hop right the fuck into this. Uh, as I recall from our last message, um, prophets were dying left and right, right? And, and they were, it, it wasn't a good time, as I recall. Uh, Elijah went up to heaven, was taken, and everyone went like, holy fuck, and um, it, it seemed to be quite okay. Um, and then at the end of the day, uh, we our new guy, uh, Elijah, some, fuck, what the, it wasn't Elijah, but it was, it was a very similar name, uh, it set a bunch of bears on some 40 kids. We're just be like, you're a bald, and they were like, "Fuck you, you're dead." So let's see what this guy fucking does. I guess. Um, yeah, we're gonna be on chapter three and four for today, and of course, go to KingJamesBibleOnline.org, and here we go. I'm also trying to avoid doing my own work for some stupid reason because I, you know, hopping into it sounds like it's just gonna make today long. But we'll see. All right, chapter three now. Jehoram, the son of Ahab, began to reign over Israel in Samaria in the eighteenth year of Josephat, king of Judah, and reigned twelve years. Nido. And he wrought evil in the sight of the Lord. Fuck. But not like his father. Oh. And like his mother. Fuck. <laughs> For he put away the image of Baal that his father had made. Well, we know. Good start. Nevertheless, he cleaved unto the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which made Israel to sin, he departed not therefrom. And Mesha, king of Moab, was a sheepmaster, and rendered unto the king of Israel an hundred thousand lambs. Holy fuck. And a hundred thousand rams with the wool. Damn, man. But it came to pass when Ahab was dead that the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. Ah, fuck. And king Jehoram went out of Samaria the same time and numbered all Israel. And he went and sent to Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab hath rebelled against me. Wilt thou go with me against Moab to battle? And he said, I will go up. I am as thou art. My people as thy people, and my, ho- <clears throat> and my horses as thy horses. So, all right, Jehoshaphat's doing a good job by being like, Don't worry, buddy, I'm coming. Um, and he said, Which way shall we go up? And he answered, The way through the wilderness of Edom. All right, I guess sounds fair. So the king of Israel went, and the king of Judah, and the king of Edom, and they fetched a compass of seven days' journey, and there was no water uh, for the host and the cattle that followed them. Oh, well, fuck. Wish they would have known that. Um, 
<laughs> I imagine the king of Edom would have probably been like, oh, we shouldn't go this way, there's no fucking water. And the king of Israel said, Alas, that the Lord hath called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. But Joseph had said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord, that we may inquire of the Lord by him? All right, fair enough. And one of the king of Israel's servants answered and said, Here is Elisha, that's his name, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, <laughs> which poured water on the hands of Elijah. Cool. And Joseph had said, The word of the Lord is with him. <laughs> he murdered a bunch of kids. So the king of Israel and Joseph had and the king of Edom went down to him, be like, Hey, buddy. Hopefully it was nearby, I suppose. And Elisha said unto the king of Israel, What have I to do with thee? Get thee to the prophets of thy father, to the prophets of thy mother. And the king of Israel said unto him, Fuck you, I'm the goddamn king. Uh, nay, for the Lord hath called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, Cool. Yeah, that's probably what God wants. Um, As the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand, surely... Were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee, nor see thee. No, oh, Elisha's very much like I could give a fuck. But now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass, when the minstrel played, that the hand of the Lord came upon him. Okay. Sometimes it's good to have a bard in the party. And he said, Thus saith the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. Okay. For thus saith the Lord, Ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water that ye may drink, both ye and your cattle and your beasts. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites, all, Moabites also into your hand. Hey, thanks, God. And ye shall smite every fenced city and every choice city and shall fell every good tree. We probably want to keep a couple of those. And stop all wells of water and mar every good piece of land with stones. And it came to pass in the morning, when the meat offering was offered, that, behold, there came water by the way of Edom, and the country was filled with water. And when all the Moabites heard that the kings were come up to fight against them, they gathered all that were put on, uh, they gathered all that were able to put on armor and upward, and stood in the border, going like, oh, they, the desert didn't kill them, fuck. And they rose up early in the morning, and the sun shone upon the water, and the Moabites saw the water on the other side as red as blood. Cool. And they said, This is blood. And they're like, Holy fuck. The kings are surely slain, and they have smitten one another. Now, therefore, Moab, to the spoil. Uh, I, you know, I don't know how you make that sort of claim, but okay. And when they came up to the camp of Israel, the Israelites rose up and smote the Moabites, so that they fled before them. But they went forward, smiting the Moabites, even in their country. So all these guys were like, holy fuck, they must have killed each other. We're going to take we're gonna take on the one who survived, who's probably exhausted and shit, and we're going to fight the fuck out of him and take all the gold and cattle and everything they have. Oh, fuck, I just came over that hill and they're all just like waiting for him. Oh, shit. And so they ran. And they beat down the cities, and on every good piece of land cast every man his stone and filled it. And they stopped all the wells of water and felled all the good trees. Only in Kerasath uh, left they the stones thereof. Howbeit the slingers went about it and smote it. So they threw a bunch of rocks and knocked about over a bunch of trees. Uh, and when the king of Moab saw the battle... Uh, and when the king of Moab saw the battle was too sore for him... 
Uh, he took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through, even through, unto the king of Edom. But they could not. Being like, all right, we're just going to break through the side of our neighbor over there. We're going to fuck him up. Nope, not going to happen. Uh, then he took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering upon the holy fuck. And there was great indignation against Israel. And they departed from him and returned to their own land. Holy shit. Some guy just got burned alive here, man. Like, shit. Holy fuck. Uh, I assume that's what just happened. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to presume that, like, Israel went like, We won! Come here, son! <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck. Anyway, all right. Uh, on to chapter four. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. Oh, shit. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. Oh, that's kind of high. And Elisha said unto her, What sort of gambling debts did he get into? What shall I do for thee? Tell me. What hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow three vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Uh, so <laughs> go and get some pots. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee, uh, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out uh, into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So he, uh, she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, and who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. Okay. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debt, and live thou, and live thou, and thy children of the rest. Fuck this! Being like, oh, you stole my oil, and then you're going to sell it, so just so you can keep all this stuff? And only the full one? Go fuck you, Gertrude. Uh, it seems like a really shitty thing to do. Um, and, it fell on the, and it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem where uh, was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. Well, hey, got any good bread? And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passes by that, passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick, and it shall be, when he cometh to us, that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber and lay there. And he's like, oh, fuck, finally a bed. And he sent to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, now, uh, say now unto her, behold, thou hast been careful uh, for us uh, with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldst thou be spoken for to the king? Or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among mine own people. So he's already like, you've done a lot of work for me. Uh, do you want like a good word thrown somewhere? Because uh, I can make it happen. She's like, I, I just hang out with my people, man. And he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, verily, she had no child and her husband is old. And like, all right, I'm going to give her a new husband. It's going to be me. I'm going to put a baby in that kid. Oh, yeah. 
and he said, call her, and he had called her. She stood in the door, and he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. She said, Nay, my lord, thou man of God, do not lie to thy, unto thine handmaid. And he's like, Bitch, I ain't lying. And the woman conceived, see, and bare a son that, uh, at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. There seems to be some holes in this. Because right now it seems like this, whoever this kid is, is the first immaculate conception. Um, we don't know. But it does also doesn't seem like there's all to this story just yet. Sounds like Elisha maybe had like, hey, baby, come here. Come here a minute. Got something to tell you. You look fine in those dresses. But you know what would be looking better? I don't know why I'm sounding like I am. You know what would look better? That shit on my ground <laughs> of my hut. Fuck you. Turn around. Bam. I'm assuming that's what happened. It's terrible. It's probably rape. <laughs> it's probably that. Because um, this, you know, help me out. I'm, I'm going to die. Uh, he's just, you know, we got some bread and shit for him. And like, hey, thanks. What do you need? A kid, maybe? Even She didn't even ask for it. She's like, oh, I don't really give a fuck. And someone else is like, you could probably get her a kid. And I'm like, yeah. So... There's there's a bit fucked up with this part of the story. Anyway, and when the child was grown, it fell on a day. And he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to the lad, Carry him to his mother. So he fell. He's like, Holy fuck, I hurt. And when, any, and when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. Well, fuck, I guess this is why we don't really talk about Immaculate Conception too much about this moment, because the first one really didn't go that far. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Uh, that didn't, I didn't think she was going to say that. I thought she was going to say something like, I will see him or some shit. But no, he's just like, I shall be well. Um, then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, drive to go forward. Said unto her servant, drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. Just go fast, fast and the furious with this ass. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off, and he said to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shumamite. Shunamite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. And you fucking lying to me. And when she came to the man of God to the hills, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi, Gehazi, but Gehazi, came near to thrust her away, and the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her, and the Lord hath hid it from me, and hath not, uh, and hath not told me. Uh-huh. Convenient. Then she said, Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? And I'm like, um... I'm not really sure. Then he said to Gehazi, Gird up thy loins, and take my staff in thine hand, and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not, and if any salute thee, answer him not again, and lay my staff upon the face of the child. Okay. And the mother of the child said, What the fuck? As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. All right. 
And Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awakened. Uh, and, uh, and when Elisha... Uh, fuck. The child is not awaked. And when Elisha uh, was come into the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. Oh, fuck. So he's dead. <laughs> oh, he's that dead. He went in, therefore, shut the door upon them twain, and prayed unto the Lord to quickly switcheroo these kiddos. And he went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth, and his eyes upon his eyes, and his hands upon his hands. And he stretched himself upon the child, and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Neat, because he's dead. Uh, Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro, went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite. So he called her, and when she was come in unto him, he said, Take up thy son. That's better. Uh, Then she went in, fell at his feet, and bowed herself to the ground, and took up her son and went out. And Elisha came again to Gagal, and there was a dearth in the land. And the sons of the prophets uh, were sitting before him. And he said unto his servant, Set on a great pot. Uh, I thought it was going to say, Nah, pox. Uh, set on a great pot and seethe pottage for the sons of the prophets. Okay. And one went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered thereof wild gourds his lap full and came to shred them into the pot of pottage, for they knew them not. So they poured out for the men to eat. And it came to pass, as they were eating of the pottage, that they cried out and said, O thou man of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat thereof. Well, how would they know? And he said, Then bring meal. And he cast it into the pot. And he said, Pour out for the people that they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot. Probably because there wasn't harm in the pot to begin with. And there came a man from Baal Shalisha and brought the man of God bread of the first fruits, twenty loaves of barley, and full ears of corn in the husk thereof. And he said, Give unto the people that they may eat. Well, where the fuck did this guy come from before? What was he doing before? And his servitor said, What should I set this before an hundred men? And said, he said again, Give the people that they may eat, for thus saith the Lord, They shall eat and shall leave thereof. So, he said it before them, and they did eat, and left thereof according to the word of the Lord. Of course, if a bunch of motherfuckers are starving, and you go like, here's some stuff, and they eat it, then they fuck right off. You know? <laughs> like, what else are they gonna do? Ugh. Anyway, that's about it for this uh, particular episode. So we got some good stuff going. We got Elisha helping out some folks. We got some miracles in this particular episode potential uh, immaculate conception in the first, but uh, we don't talk about him. But he is back alive. But I don't know if Jesus had to be brought back, you know, from the dead by being rubbed up on by an old guy. Um, If you want to reach out, you can reach out to according to stupid at gmail.com and on the Twitter sphere at accord to stupid on the Twitter. Thank you so much. And uh, you've been gospeled to by the stupid.